All right, welcome everyone to the EOS Fireside Chat for October 26th. EOS, for you, who, for you guys who don't know, is a layer one smart contract platform that is governed by its community. It's the only crypto network that's ha that has had a foundation emerge organically from within the community years after the launch of the network. Since the creation of the EOS Network Foundation one year ago, the new EOS has seen an incredible acceleration of progress and innovation. The EOS Network Foundation has built an excellent team that has been able to quickly establish essential frameworks that empower the EOS community to do its best work and live its best life. Through foundational initiatives like the Recognition Grants, the Blue Paper Research Series, the Pomelo Crowdfunding Platform, the Direct Investment Framework, and the ongoing EOS Roadshow, the community has been activated and energized to a level not seen since the launch of the network in 2018. EOS is in the midst of an epic narrative reversal and the new EOS has the potential to become the greatest crypto comeback story of all time. My name is Stefan, I'm one of the co-founders of EOS Nation, currently a top-ranked block producer on EOS and other antelope chains, and I'm happy and honored uh, to be your host for today. So thanks to uh, everyone on Discord for joining us. Of course, we encourage you guys to jump in here uh, at any time if you have some comments, questions for some of our guests, uh, reactions to some of the news of the week. We love hearing from you guys. Um, also, shout out to everyone listening on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, thanks for joining us from out there. But we invite you to join us on Discord and be part of the conversation. It's open to anyone uh, who wants to join us. So you can go to discord.gg front slash EOS dash network uh, to join the server. Uh, speaking about the EOS community Discord server, we've actually reached our first milestone. 6,000 members. So that's about a thousand more than when we started uh, the promotion we call Road to 10K. So congratulations to everyone that invited people to the server. I think uh, there's about 30 of you uh, that invited some people. So um, those people will be earning some EOS prizes and NFT prizes. Uh, if you missed your chance, don't worry. We're doing this every thousand members until we get to 10,000. Uh, so you can go to um, your settings and then find create a custom invite link for your account. And then you can share that on social media and get friends to join us and then earn uh, some rewards in the process. Um, so today we'll be talking, of course, about EOS, but also the Antelope ecosystem. Antelope is the name for the community-owned blockchain software that powers a variety, variety of highly performant blockchain networks, such as EOS, Telos, Wax, UX, and many others. Uh, today on the agenda, we've got a lot of news to talk about, actually. The ENF released its quarterly report last week. We'll be talking a bit about what's contained in there. Uh, there was a mysterious tweet about Eve that's saying that he's going back to Korea uh, very shortly after coming back from uh, his adventures out there during the uh, Token 2049 trip. Um, we'll be talking about a video with uh, actually Eve meeting the new batch of Eden chief delegates. DeFi Box has approved uh, DIP 47. Um, which will put the rewards for Yield Plus to good use. Um, and we'll actually 
talk some news about Chintai and also updates from EOS support. Uh, we'll be actually introducing a new team today called Odyssey EOS, a team that's working on a NFT release on the upcoming Trust EVM. So we're looking forward to meeting uh, that team. Uh, there's the Helios Q3 report that was out. We got some Pomelo news, of course. Uh, the, the EOS Roadshow continues with more conferences with Zaisan. And um, maybe we'll even talk a bit about uh, an Eden discussion that was had recently regarding uh, cyber attack prevention. Uh, so before getting into all those great topics, please remember to state your name when you're jumping on the mic. Um, we'd like to know who it is that we're talking with. Um, of course, you can also ask your questions in the stream chat. Um, you can also share some pics, share some memes, share some videos, share some relevant links to the stories we're talking about. All of that, of course, very much appreciated. Pop token giveaway going on every day in the pop bot chat. You can go there and front slash register your account name and receive your pop token allocation for the day. Next week is the raffle for the end of the month. So you have until next week to, um, to blend, to blend four of these pop tokens into your raffle ticket and you can win a prize of 10 EOS and even some NFTs too, of course. Um, and yeah, finally we reached six, 6,090 members. So that's actually a nice jump of, uh, over 200, I think around 200 new members in the last week, which is, which is nice, which has been the largest increase in the last, uh, last couple of weeks I've been checking anyway. So that's always nice to see. Um, all right, let's jump into the good stuff. Um, let's see, is Zach with us yet? Not yet. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and get started on, uh, quick review of the ENF's uh, quarterly report that was just out. So of course, I'm gonna share that link. Um, and um, it's kind of pretty impressive actually, I was going over the list earlier today preparing for the show. And even though I cover these topics every week, I was still kind of surprised at how much, uh, how much there is in there. So of course, every, uh, so every quarter the ENF, you know, Puts, uh, publishes these reports, they're very transparent, and they update the community on spending and progress around uh, the variety of initiatives that the ENF is uh, working on. Uh, so in this, in this report, they're talking about how the EOS network has re was rebranded uh, from EOSIO to Antelope in the last quarter. They completed the transition with the release of Leap 3.1 and the EOS Independence Day that happened on September 21st. The core software release of Leap 3.1, Dune, and the contract development toolkit also happened. The partnerships with Zaisan for the EOS Roadshow kicked off in full force. They announced a partnership with OCI to accelerate development. Um, and they are also the primary matching pool for Pomelo. They also funded Eden DAOs in multiple languages. They gave grants to five different community initiatives. They funded HaifaDAO to EOS and Eden. They're funding the .gems team for a lot of the uh, community engagement and marketing work that the ENF does. 
The EOS support team is funded by the ENF as well. The EVM ideathon that's going on right now, which uh, I may have forgot to mention in the agenda, but it is in the agenda. We'll be hearing more about that later on. Uh, Yield Plus was launched. Recover Plus was launched. A new blue, blue paper was published on scalability, scalability Plus. And the testnet version of the Trust EVM was launched as well. Uh, so yeah, nice list of, uh, of things to, that happened in the EOS community in Q3. Gonna give the ENF an air horn here and a round of applause for, for a great, great quarter in my opinion. Um, they also, the report also outlined some future initiatives such as instant finality, trustless inter-blockchain communication between Antelope chains, web client software development kits to help developers leverage Antelope for their solutions, and also working on some RAM limitation fixes. Can't hear any sound effects. Okay, Yana, thanks for the help for the update. Um, yeah, so that, uh, here, let me, let me fix my sound effects here and give a nice round of applause. There we go. Round of applause to the ENF for great Q3 and releasing a whole bunch of stuff covering, you know, from, from hardcore code development to community initiatives, to, to live conferences, to online events, all, all over the, all, all over, um, you know, what, uh, what a foundation needs to do, in my opinion, you know, to help support a blockchain network. So yeah, so any, um, Let's let's hear what your favorite item that I just listed. What, what was your favorite for this quarter? Let's uh, let's either see some answers in the chat here, or uh, you know, come on air, say hi to the community, and share. You know, what was uh, what was most exciting for you in the last quarter? Trimbot coming in hot with the speculation for what Eve is up to in South Korea. Friggin' right. We'll be talking about that. Uh, although I'm not too sure what there is to talk about just yet, but definitely some exciting news this week. Drew Block is voting for the Trust EVM launch. At least the testnet is epic, yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, all right, let, let's get into it then. Um, what is Eve up to in Korea? Who do we have here from the ENF? Oh, Zach and Eve have joined us. Welcome, guys. Um, any other hints or you guys can give us or you guys have to keep this fully cryptic? Eve's on an airplane right now. I don't, I don't even know how he's on here. Technology, man. Makes... Crazy things happen. So, um, <laughs> from Joel Louis here, uh, he says that the stuff he's read across Twitter and the Korean groups is already in outer space expectations. Might as well have a laugh, make up the most insane stories, starting with Samsung, of course. It's not Samsung. Not no. Samsung, denied. All right, let's let's hear some more guesses. Maybe we'll get some no's if we can't get a yes on on something. 
EOS is, does not want to release a phone like Solana did. I don't know. I've seen pictures. Apparently, a phone comes in two boxes. I don't understand. Jack Bikes su su suggesting something to do with Huobi. Very possible. No, Huobi has been in the news recently. They're now owned by Justin Sun, right? That's the one. Uh, so I'm sure we'll be hearing more about who will be in the future if uh, Justin Sun has anything to say about it. Um, Huobi is one of the exchanges we mentioned as far as US Tether, uh, but that that's not this. Swing and a miss. <laughs> Very yeah. nice try, Jack Bikes, and thanks for playing. I could probably connect a dot to them later, but there's no direct dots now. Um, Denny coming in with some GameFi action, League of Legends partnership in Korean gaming community. That'd be cool. Not sure what muted means in your comment, Denny. Oh, you're muted. Is Denny muted? Drew Block acting as if Duke Kwan's in South Korea still. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I don't think anyone knows where he is. I see a bunch of people typing and you got to let some hint go. I can't let a hint go. It's, it's too important to keep it under embargo. If it was just something that involved us and not multiple other parties, then I could probably share more. But because multiple other parties are involved, it's uh, kind of stepping on their toes. Did Steph just server mute himself, trying to unmute Denny? Uh, it works now for me. Maybe he server muted himself. Yeah, he sacrificed himself for you. Yeah, it sounded like it was just Discord. Oh, there we go. I'm back. Hey, Denny. It's working now. Yeah, I just have to restart the Discord. South Korea to adopt EOS as legal tender, says Trimbot. EOS launching, launching satellite BP infrastructure with South Korean space program. Oh, I like that one, Lovejoy. Don't we have EOS nodes in space already? There. Or there BIOS. Was, BIOS there was in space, right? Yeah, there was talk of that at one point. Yeah. Stan Larimer project. EOS X. Nice. Screw SpaceX. We're going to EOS X. <laughs> no Trimbot. You you can't call anything EOS Korea. Koreos might get mad about that, or Korea Eden might get mad at that. You, you 
can't can't use names that are already that already exist. <laughs> I don't know if South Korea is sending Eve on the moon mission. I think we're we're all sending Eve on the moon mission. <laughs> Some some guesses keep rolling here, rolling in here. Where else is uh, the ENF going, or or Zaisan representing the ENF these days? So there's a conference named something by in Spain right now. Uh, Gargazo, I can't even say it. I'm gonna pull it up in front of me. There's a conference right now going on. Um, Zaragoza. Is this the one? Is that how you say it? Yeah, and then next week uh, we'll be at Web Summit in uh, Lisbon, Portugal. It's a mega conference. So the the Web three component is the tiny little part of it. It's really a, more of a big tech conference, uh, digital marketing type of uh, event, more than just marketing. Um, and we will have uh, Patty Fisher there, our CMO, and also uh, Nathan James, Director of uh, Developer Relations with the ENF. Is Nathan on the call? Does not look like he is. Um, but yeah, so we'll be giving a uh, workshop live at the in Lisbon next week at the Web Summit. And then the following week after that, so two weeks from now, is Token 2049 uh, London. And Eve will be on stage with. Let me pull up those notes because I don't think we've uh, I don't think we've shared yet who the uh, panels are with. So, like we said at the um, last uh, conference we were at in person, uh, with, as far as Eve or myself, um, it was really important to kind of share the space and stage essentially with. Um, other large, well-known protocols. So, for example, Solana, uh, Starkware, uh, Apta, or Mistin Labs, and Algorand. So, this next one, we got confirmation. I can't. Um, this panel is going. The topic of it in London. That's on uh, November 10th. It's um, a look ahead at the future of blockchain protocols, and it's with uh, Near Protocol, Phantom Protocol, Elrond Network and uh, Eve representing the ENF. So that one will be a, a really good one too. And I'm sure they'll uh, record it and post it a couple days later, like they did for uh, Token 2049 London or, and, and Singapore. So those are the ones in the immediate future. There's other ones um, that uh, Zeissen will be representing us at. There's a couple more throughout the end of the year. Um, it's the first topic was the quarterly report. If you want to see the schedule of all of the rest of the conferences for the rest of the year, uh, please see the quarterly report, or we've tweeted it out a few times if you want to see the other events. But those are the ones uh, happening in the immediate future. Um, I guess to add to that as a side tidbit is uh, we had our um, marketing manager, uh, events manager start recently. She reports to uh, Patty Fisher, the CMO. Uh, she just started uh, this past Monday, so we'll be able to ramp up our event strategy heavily uh, in 2023 
because like everything you're seeing right now, it was basically all being planned as essentially a very small group, and then Patty came on, and we've been uh, in growth mode since then. But it, it's it's a very large file, so having someone who's sole focus is on managing and uh, uh, coordinating events whether they be uh, like conferences virtual events in-person events hackathons like any kind of event uh, we now have someone uh, internal within our team who that's that's their sole focus is to uh, set up and operate those events and make sure they run smoothly with uh, maximum impact so that's uh, I guess another piece of information that we haven't uh, shared. We're not going to announce every single new employee unless they're community facing. So that's another thing is we just crossed, I believe, 32 internal uh, people within the ENF plus hundreds of people, many on this call who are kind of work not not working directly, but working indirectly for the EOS network through either grants, Palmelo, or direct contracts. So it's it's th- things have been picking up speed uh, w- with uh, more people being able to. Uh, run run within a single lane and run really fast as opposed to a, a smaller group of people trying to manage uh, way more than one person probably should uh, so that that's nice to see but everyone there's a bunch of people still in the onboarding process uh, there's also because uh, we, we just got out of our team call uh, before coming in here we also have another four or five people who have accepted positions who are just we're just waiting for them to join um not all most of them won't be public facing though so you might not really see or hear from them but they're working in the background so like program managers things like that uh if you're working with us uh, under a project of some kind then you'd probably uh interface with them a lot more but there's a lot of people like that uh who have joined recently or or joining in the future but like i said not everyone's going to be community uh public facing doesn't mean they can't be when we have something to talk about, but the expectation's not that everyone's going to be um, on every fireside, for example. That'd be just silly to have everyone from the company on. But the company is growing significantly. Man, I don't like the silence. You got to jump in, man. I feel like I'm... I'll just yeah, keep going. I, I'd like Eve to jump in and actually share his thoughts on how uh, how the team is growing and uh, He's yeah, how that's been going. Uh, yeah, I wasn't kidding. Like he he hopped on our, our Zoom call. Oh, yeah, like, I think he's having and, audio issues actually still. Yeah. So he's off the hook for that one, I guess. Um. All right. Um. Uh, yeah, thanks for the really Cool. I wish Nathan was on here. One of the coolest hires. He he just kind of gave his uh, little pitch, even though he started a couple weeks ago. One of the guys on the developer relations team. He's like uh, top 100 LinkedIn influencer. I, I I would I wouldn't do him justice to give you all of his information, but uh, Nathan James tweeted about him not too long ago when he first started. Like it was only like two weeks ago. So you haven't really seen any of the work come out of this uh, recent hire yet, but I'm super pumped. We spent like 10 or 15 minutes letting him tell the story on uh, an ENF, ENF team call and super stoked. When, when he tweeted it, he got a, a, the, the hire with the ENF. I think that tweet had like 3,000 likes on it. Yeah, I remember, I remember that one actually. I'll try to go dig it up when I have the chance here. 
There's your music, Zach. Sorry for the awkward silence earlier. Yeah, dude. No one else is talking either. It's, it's really weird. Today. <laughs> um, 60 people in the chat on Discord. You know, any, any one of you can feel free to jump in when there's an awkward silence and save me and Zach from embarrassment. Appreciate it. Um, all right, so what else did we have here on the agenda? Um, there was the call with the new Eden Chief delegates uh, that happened last week with Eve, although Eve doesn't seem like he can talk right now. Do we have any of the uh, the current Chief delegates online here that want to talk a bit about how that call went for those who may have not uh, heard it? see at least one there you go i'm on the call i can chat about that uh yeah it was uh it was good good call there was um it's good to have so second eden season in a row where we've kicked off early in our term a call with uh eve and and really the enf like you know eden is is this collection of eos community members and we are trying to find ways as difficult as it might be because we are very much a DAO, very decentralized, <laughs> trying to find ways to add value to EOS, right? That is one of the primary kind of points. I mean, it's it's the one mission statement piece that's always stuck with what has been um, part of Eden and is trying to add value to uh, the EOS ecosystem. So um, yeah, so anyway, the call went really well. I think we had, uh, there were some technical issues. Uh, Waxa and myself couldn't hear um, like Reiki for a while, uh, Reiki Corden was on the call and we didn't know he was there. So we, for some of it, we didn't know what he was saying. So the, a little bit of a technical uh, issue from our end. However, I think we asked lots of good, looked, uh, lots of good questions, got, um, feedback from Eve, of course, and, uh, and kind of the, the answers you'd expect, which is great. And that is the ENF isn't here to direct, uh, what Eden does. Like, I think Eve uh, was very clear and he has been consistently clear about how, uh, we the Eden is its own entity, it's its own organization, and it's meant to do things on its own and not feel sort of pressure from the ENF. And that being said, he's reiterated the ENF's commitment to support Eden, which is awesome. Um, also, the idea, uh, you know, of course, funding, right? So this idea that these this Eden initially received a lot of funding from the network. Uh, at the time, it was $1.2 million. Uh, the EOS token was... Uh, a lot higher then <laughs> I think it was like six bucks or something um so you know so that that hurt a bit our treasury has dwindled but that being said we still have a hundred thousand eos uh, that is yet to be distributed and another thirty thousand eos that in fact has not been claimed by previous chief delegates so this is a bit of a bit of a problem right we have, on one hand we're here hey can you know we'd like to get some some more funding to keep us topped up so we have ample support to work on the initiatives that we're trying to work on that we hope are uh, perceived to be in the best interest of the overall EOS ecosystem. Uh, yet we're not really using the treasury we have uh, as well as we can be. Case in point, 30,000 EOS not claimed. So any Eden chief delegates, past level one delegates, whatever, if you've been a delegate, maybe have a look at the interface and log in and just have a peek. And, uh, and if you've got some tokens do something with them if you want. I mean, you could do what you promised you're going to do. You could just give it back to the treasury. You could receive it and donate it back. That would be perfectly fine as well. We're talking internally in the Eden members chat. Do we start to add some sort of restrictions where if you don't claim your funding in a certain period of time, then it you, you kind of lose it, lose it or, or use it or lose it type of thing. So uh, anyway, so that was part of the conversation with Eve. And um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm curious to know what other people think. I think a few people here have probably listened to it. And, uh, and I know I've got some really thoughtful feedback from Phoenix, who's on the call. And, uh, and you know, about what, what is Eden really trying to do here? And how are we going to add value to the EOS ecosystem as a whole? And, uh, and it's, it's a, certainly a very worthy conversation to have. It did come up a lot with, with Eve as well. And I think it's something that we hopefully can collectively keep, keep working on. There is something here. I think we can all agree there's something really unique and special about all the things that make EOS special. One of them is the humanity, this, the, the chestahedrons, the, the a, a resemblance or a, a shape modeled after the human heart, right? The, the, this human piece of blockchain, as much as we want to be trustless and not trust anyone, that's, I don't think that's exactly what trustless means. We still want to have a community and, and be surrounded with individuals that we care about and care about us. And uh, so how do, we, how do we make this Eden human collective that very, I, don't, I can't think of any blockchain that has really a similar um, organization as what Eden is. It's a symbol checking true human layer where you have to come on camera and, and be a human and interact with each other. So hopefully there's something there and uh, curious to hear feedback from others on the call. Maybe even Phoenix, uh, if you've got some some points to raise and we could maybe hash out some ideas here while we're uh, live. I can jump in if nobody else is going to. This is Darren Graymas. Um, as one of the chief delegates, former chief delegates, uh, who has an outstanding budget, and it sounds like it's a decent chunk of that outstanding budget uh, that was not claimed, uh, was there talk of putting some sort of like forfeit action in that would just automatically return it to the treasury rather than claiming and then sending back? Chris, we can't hear you if you're... Uh, Sorry, I got distracted. Can you repeat that? Apologies. Sure. No, I was just saying I am one of those with a budget that was never claimed. It is just idling there. Um, was there talk of having some sort of action added to the contract itself that could, like, I could issue that just automatically forfeits it? Uh, well, yeah, I think the, the idea is uh, to create something like that. That would be a new contract action of sorts that right. I don't know if someone would execute it, but it would just be baked in where there's a timeline, a timer, because it's internal right now. Like until you claim it, the the tokens are just uh, allocated to you or, or anybody. They're not actually moved on chain. So it could be an internal, like a, a contract thing. Yeah. Uh, but there is nothing at this stage that I know of. I think you can pick the recipient account. So if, if one wanted to claim the tokens, but not actually have them go into their own account for tax issues, especially, I do believe you can pick any account you want now and send the tokens directly there and, and avoid any sort of uh, custody issues. Right. right. We utilized that a little bit in the, the first round. Um, we were doing moving of funds around or whatever. But for, it should be possible to add an action that just literally erases the table record or somehow reverts that table record that then like a former delegate could forfeit. It's kind of a bad word, but... Um, essentially just return them automatically and never claim them. I think that would probably be the cleanest route to go. I'd be in support of that. I know originally the excess budget I was had, I was going to give to Pomelo, but with the way things have gone with coalition projects and SDKs and all this other stuff, it's just the time to vet projects hasn't been available. So I'm... I'm one of those. Uh, I'd be happy to participate in that conversation as one of those people. Um, 
yeah, I'm just floating it out there that I am aware of this and I am part of that problem. So if there's a way that I can help the solution, let me know. Yeah, awesome. Well, I mean, I think for your, I think, yeah, you've probably, you've got about 8,000 EOS in there, right? Mm -hmm. From your last bit. Um, you could probably, in terms of the custody piece, if you just wanted to give it back, I believe you could select the, the genesis.eden account as the recipient account, and it would simply go hmm. back into the treasury, I believe, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I think the way that the internal transfers worked, though, is that it had to be transferred to an Eden member, and since the Eden contract is not an Eden member, maybe not. I don't know. I can look, though. That's an interesting thought. Yeah, good question about whether it needs to be an Eid member. I'm not sure. This is that's another neat idea that's potentially somewhat off topic. But the idea of adding a tariff, where you have this community that you want to recycle funds within the community to support working with each other and leveraging particular skill sets to achieve certain tasks within the community, and then once the tokens, once EOS leaves the Eden community, quote unquote, to an outside account, they have to uh, they, they surrender a, a tariff of sorts, five ten percent or something. But uh, that certainly doesn't exist. But maybe it's, it's a good one to have. I was pretty surprised to hear that there was a lot of unclaimed funds. Um, my first reaction was to ban those people who, who say they're going to do things. They get funds allocated by the community, and then they just don't even claim the funds. Uh, well, but, but I wouldn't want to ban Aaron at the same time. <laughs> so maybe there's a more reasonable approach uh, well, to here's be taken. Here's the thing with it is, is that when you run in Eden, you don't know where you're going to place. And you have an idea of what you want to do, and you may receive excess funding compared to what you're seeking. Mm -hmm. So, like for me, we ran on the account creation side of things. We paid for that within the first like two uh, months or something. And then I think the third month went to Pomelo or something. And then... I didn't campaign on doing something with all of that money. The scope of the project I was doing was like already filled. So I would have literally just been taking money if I claimed it. So yeah. I left it there. And it that's just kind of the crux of it all. Is you don't know how much you're going to get participating in Eden. So it's really no, that hard makes sense. to budget. And, and we don't want people to claim it to just waste it or keep it just to, just to do that, right? So it definitely makes right. sense. And I understand why some people might not have gotten around to it yet because of a variety of reasons, but it was still surprising to me to hear that nonetheless. I, th I thought since Eden's also working on the ability to remove people, right? I was like, this is a great use case. Remove the people <laughs> who aren't even claiming their money. But it's a bit more complex than that, I understand. It's an evolving system, and we're finding these edge cases. So I'm part of one of those education cases, apparently. So contributing, even though I'm not running right now. <laughs> it's it's a tricky thing, just keeping up in general on yeah. where funding goes, right? This whole, the transparency in these decentralized communities is so, it's, it, it's so ironic because a lot of blockchain is built on this idea of transparency, right? Everything's on a ledger. You can see it, but it's like, we're actually so very far from being transparent. That's it's because it, it, it's, it takes work. Like it doesn't just, it's not just there and all of a sudden poof, it's this magical transparency button gets pushed and everything's clear and in the open. Uh, there's so much more we can do. 
And uh, so in Eden, when you receive funds, okay, you do an election, it's all on chain uh, in terms of the votes and how people did. You can go back and watch a video if you want to see what people said they do. That's a lot of work. So yeah, it's transparent, but it certainly isn't simple. Um, even like now we're trying to aggregate things on a spreadsheet, which is manual and kludgy and requires people to put down what they said they do. And at least we'll try to track it. So I've got a spreadsheet running on EdenElections.com on the, the Eden section of that page or that site where we're trying to track at least now and slowly try to fill that back in. And it can be a place that people can go. And at least during election, you're in a room with somebody and you say, have you received funds in the past? Let me look at this spreadsheet as like the best thing we have right now and see like, what did you do? Here's what it looks like. This is what you said you do. What did you actually do? Can you prove it? Where did you put that proof? Like all of that needs to be done. We know Edgar and and Javier from the uh, Edenia and EOS Costa Rica team are working on a spend explorer. And that's great. So when you withdraw your funds, you can sort of allocate and have this chart and report of sorts to say where you put where you said you were going to put your funds when you withdrew them from the Eden contract. But even then, that's just you saying you're going to. So it's still not great. And then, you know, you mentioned the ENF, uh, the quarterly report. And I'm personally of the opinion that there's still some room for more transparency there. Uh, I I don't want to be seen perceived as negative, but I just think that uh, there's a lot of more, there's a lot more granularity that can go into, especially the financial disclosure. Um, there's, there's really, it's, it's kind of like big bucketed items, which is great. And, but I, I don't know, I'm, I'm just personally of the opinion that more could be put in there. We could see some more uh, granular breakdown of what is in each of those um, seven buckets, as an example of DAOs and to be the, the future state of what a transparent collective organization is meant to be. I'd agree with that, um, but especially the Eden portion in that it's also this reputation engine. Like as much as it is for distributing funds, it's also about building reputation that you're utilizing those funds appropriately. So, I mean, that kind of goes back to even why I haven't claimed those funds yet. I don't have a purpose. And someday when there is this reputation layer wrapped around it, you can go look at people, you can see how they allocated funds and what it was for. Like, I personally don't want it to be like, oh, yeah, he took 8,000 EOS, and what did he do? Nothing. Like, that impacts your reputation in this system, effectively. So we're going to get there. Like, the data is available. Um, maybe you could draw an analogy to the early internet, where it's like, yeah, we had hundreds of thousands of websites, but you couldn't find any of them. It's like, that was decentralized. Then we got search engines, like, Google first came out. Um, and you could find that information and it connected it all and made it so that like that decentralized environment was visible to the normal person. Um, we'll get there. It's just going to take time and developers and funding and all of this to actually make that system like the fullest it should be. Totally. And that topic is, is certainly relevant for Pomelo as well. Uh, we have Daniel Keys here in, in the chat saying that uh, Pamela is working on reducing the burden of vetting all projects. It will take time. Collections is a feature that's coming out for season four. That'll help, uh, but that's not the only thing you know that is needed, and, and that's definitely something that the Pamela uh, team is considering closely. Yeah, Aaron um, mentioned also, you know he's got he's got all his funds from from uh, Eden, but not time to you know there's a lot of grant applications to read all of them and actually do the due diligence and allocate your funds you know well 
and responsibly is a lot of effort. Uh, so as the Pomelo team, we sort of have this responsibility to make that easier. And, uh, and I think collections will help. If, you know, we have an, almost a new role emerging on Pomelo with this new Pomelo, uh, uh, collections feature where those in the community who have time and expertise to, to do all that work can put together their collection and promote it to the, to the crowd and, you know, make it easier for those people who don't have the time to actually go through and read every single one to just focus on the collections that have been put together by the community members that I respect and that have a good reputation. Um, would be great to have an Aaron Cox collection, but it sounds like, you know, time is, is right. the challenge there for, for Aaron. So, you know, finding those people with that same level of technical understanding, but have some time and hopefully one day some incentives there for this first version of collections. Um, it's, it's just sort of a, a way to boost your own reputation. There's not going to be any extra incentive beyond that. I guess as kind of a product pitch to whoever would want to take it on, maybe some sort of reputation layer that wraps Eden, Pomelo, France, any sort of public funding into so one tracking system could be really powerful and then link back to all of those sources like an EOS reputation hub of sorts um, and the collections could be a part of that as well like it sounds like there are many places where people can build like trustworthiness or reputation or whatever you want to label it as within the community and we just need to collate all of those into a thing yeah, and we're seeing that experiment playing out already. Uh, I know the EOS support team, they've got their EOS respect experiment that they're, that they're working on now, which has sort of this goal of, from what I, what I have seen, what I understand, it's, it's almost a way to incentivize the community to audit grants and reward those that have been audited through their even respect process. Uh, and the Eden, the Eden communities too. They're all kind of also part of that process. And uh, again, getting you know, I'm I'm, gonna, I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing an Eden collection, an EOS Respect collection, and again, each of them it kind of goes two ways. You know, they can um, have their own UIs that that display their reputation extras, and maybe one day we'll plug them into each other. Yep. That would be awesome. Um, hey guys, Martin here. Uh, another takeaway that, that right leads into this um, uh, reputation layer. Uh, another thing that, that Eve confirmed on the call was the ENF. Uh, with uh, Eden Chief Delegates was not just that he continues to support uh, the Genesis Eden. Uh, I heard him also speak about like the Korean and the Chinese Eden. So once they got their things, their, their smart contracts ready to go for prime time, then that there will be funding for these. So uh, I think like vetting and building up reputation in these communities is also important when it comes to like building collections because some of the grants or some of the people that apply for grants in the Korean or Chinese community are not so public in our in our circles here. So giving trust or giving reputation to these communities and, and donating to these collections makes also make also a lot of sense. So I appreciate that that, that the ENF is also supporting these communities. 
and at the same time, um, another big contribution to to the Eden community is also the the HiFiDAO grant, because like what you mentioned is like that these the HiFiDAO tools were going to be like uh, accessible to all the Edens um, exclusive. I'm not sure how exclusive this this would be, um, but that's another major contribution to to the Eden community um, because HiFi is really building up some 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 great UI, some good. Uh, UX for for um, and maintaining the, the, these UIs and UXs and the whole smart contracts behind it um, for for the Eden members. I think that's that's another major thing. What what I liked about the Q3 report, but also in the conversation that Eve had in showing the showing how how the future and the quality of DAO structures and how DAOs can be built on EOS and and on antelopes. I think that's pretty amazing. All right, good stuff. Thanks, uh, thanks for jumping on, everyone, sharing uh, sharing those thoughts. Um, okay, let's move on to the next news item, um, talking about DeFi Box and their DIP forty seven that was recently approved, which kind of links into uh, Yield Plus launch that happened not too long ago. So this is this is pretty cool. Let me share here some tweets from DeFi Box. Um, so they had a recent vote. Box holders can vote on determining various details of the DeFi Box protocol. And with the new yield that is now um, available to DeFi Box through Yield Plus, uh, they put up a vote to the community to kind of ask what uh, what the community wants moving forward. So um, in the end, what DeFi Box decided to do with this extra yield is kind of allocated to the general protocol revenue. Uh, so I don't know, you know, Martin, uh, Denis, or, or Zach, feel free to jump in here anytime if you want. But uh, from what I understand, yeah. So and then from that general protocol revenue, you know, they're going to be using forty-five percent of it to buy backs, buy back Box and burn it, um, which which means that kind of the entire DeFi box ecosystem is being rewarded equally um, for, for through that yield plus program, since the rewards are being distributed basically to all box holders. So not only current participants earning box, but even, you know, current box holders. And, and, and so that's, so, so that's very cool. And it's nice to see one of the DeFi protocols on EOS kind of come out with their plan, put it up to the vote. It passes. And uh, yeah, so great to see uh, some some movement and evolution in the in the DeFi space on EOS. So right now, um, in terms of the protocol, they're going to be using forty five percent to buy back and burn, fifteen percent as staking incentive, ten percent for the risk reserve, and thirty percent for the team. So just want so to just share a that. Just a question on that. I'm looking at uh, the DeFi Box IO site now. So for you, EOS and USDT liquidity pool providing, that's looking at 11.45% APY, quite healthy. And I'm noticing, so is the fee revenue the part that then relates to 
the extra yield, it's which is now higher, 7.83% for real-time APY? Um, I'm going to have to just follow you on the site here. I can't... Uh, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm not too sure, but yes, Denny, jump in. Yeah, I can jump. The, the fee the fee revenue is actual trading fees. So if you look at the breakdown, I think we're looking at the same thing. You have essentially a liquidity fee revenue and then node mining uh, just for the EOS and Tether pair. So the fee revenue is actually from uh, tangible uh, trading volume. So that's actually from the protocol itself. Where 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 there would be a boost is the liquidity incentives, which is a, a bonus on top of trading fees, uh, currently sitting about two percent. But as so, the the premise is that as as box increases in revenue, so let's say or, or increases in price, that essentially amplifies all of the earnings on all the protocols. So if if box price increases, that uh, liquidity real time APY would increase by two to three x. Um, so there's essentially incentives to increase the value of box. So that way you give back box to increase liquidity incentives. Um, so that number would most likely come, come like start to go up, um, as there's more buyback and, and burn. And that way it's also a sustainable, uh, way to, uh, you know, as, as it almost falls into a deflationary model as you're. Issuing, but also at the same time burning uh, the box assets. So the fee, so the fee revenue is actually quite high. There's been a, a lot of volatility, and that's mostly because of the uh, EOS price going up and down in the last uh, 24 hours. So I, oh, that's interesting. So then, with the box buyback, that number, like that benefit, doesn't really show up then in this sort of real time revenue calc. It would show up. Slowly and gradually. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It'd be so like a lag indicator. Hasn't, that hasn't kicked in because yeah, there's going to be definitely a lagging indicator, but to kind of build up that liquidity. So we might hit four to 6% in the liquidity incentives, but maybe over a month or a month and a half. Uh, and then also it's going to be slow to unwind as well. So you're going to, you're going to have a high liquidity incentives for an extremely long time because that has been building up for you know a month or two. So it, it is a little, it, w- it will be a slow indicator. Um, but once it starts accumulating, um, it's going to be pretty significant, especially on the, the EOS and Tether pair. Box lacks located liquidity. Yeah. I shared some, uh, there's an article also yeah. that was written by uh, Dario, I believe. Uh, I think it's Dario. Dalio. Yeah. Dalio. Dalio. So is that a community member or a team member? I'm not sure. I believe he's probably one of the board members for Box, but he's been a long-term community member as well. So he's been following the project since a long time. And yeah, he he wrote a good article um, with some good charts. Yeah, Yeah. going into the details of the application, some of that stuff as well. And and then I shared some of the pictures that I I saw in that article. that are kind of interesting, kind of gives an, an overview of what the uh, DeFi box is all about right now. And I can give maybe one of my opinions on the, there is two decisions on that, on that vote. And so the main decisions were uh, buyback and burn. And then the other one was a, a buyback and release, which means that they would still continue to have inflation, 
there would be a buyback, so there would be a buying pressure, but then there would be additional yield going to a particular protocol. Um, what, the difficulty with that is that it um, you have to direct that new that new uh, buying back pressure to a particular protocol, and that could be uh, quite challenging as you have you know let's say on the list there's already five protocols. It might get difficult to figure out well where do we where does the box platform direct and redirect redistribute this additional uh, buying pressure uh, of box. So for that reason, uh, the buyback and burn is an equal distribution between all protocols, all token holders, whether it's staked, liquidity, um, essentially everybody in the ecosystem for Box benefits from a buyback and burn. It's just a slow uh, tail, um, whereas a, a buyback and release is a directed incentive to one or two or three particular protocols, but it could be gamed or it could be Sort of a, you know, and then all people will go to that one particular protocol that has the release, whereas a buyback and burn is kind of an equal distribution uh, benefit to all holders. So yeah, that's looking promising. So so their their yield in the initiative hasn't kicked in yet. So that's, it's going to start soon. I think uh, I think yeah the the proposal needed to be approved and they have some. Um, MSIGs that they needed to approve as well. And I think that should be starting to kick in quite, uh, quite soon. All these, uh, all these initiatives. There you go. Thanks for the updates there, Denis. Yeah. Um, on, while we're on the topic of DeFi, uh, Recover Plus article was published uh, this week, uh, which, you know, nothing... Nothing necessarily new in that article, but it outlines, you know, the benefits of Recover Plus um, and which basically, you know, highlights how uh, Recover Plus provides a formalized process through which EOS block producers are presented with thoroughly analyzed and verified information regarding a hacking incident. So this is kind of trying to establish a standard flow of vetted information, uh, allowing BPs to take rapid action. Um on that topic, um, allowing VPs to take rapid action may not be fast enough to save all hacks. So that's something I guess that's important to, to note. And that was actually relevant uh, this week as one, um, as a protocol on EOS actually suffered a, a hack. Not much has been published about it yet by the teams themselves. Um, the only thing here I can share is the, uh, the token yield link to the protocol, YLE liquidity, um, seems like from, from what I know so far that, uh, there was a bug that allowed the protocol to receive fake EOS. So attackers were able to send in fake EOS and kind of, and basically drain the entire protocol of its liquidity. Um, so unfortunately, Recover Plus was not able, you know, Recover Plus is not able to prevent a hack from happening necessarily, although there is definitely some, a lot of effort that goes towards mitigating that and, and all that. But um, it's a communication protocol really to allow BPs to take quick action, which was not, which was not quick enough in this case, um, from what I understand. But I'm sure we'll get a, a debrief or a postmortem um, 
from the team at some point, and then we'll 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 have more information about that. So always sad to hear about these uh, DeFi hacks incidents, but also kind of part of the game when you're trying to build money Legos for the first time in human history. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's quite unfortunate to have a sort of a, an exploit. Um, hacks are almost inside jobs, probably. Um, so this one is, is open source. So the code was open source. It allowed that fake transfer. Um, so one of the things that people can learn from that is to add maybe test cases in the smart contract. I think that's one of the big things that I'm trying to push with the uh, secure smart contract is having yeah, well, automated, yeah, automated tests. Yeah, I mean, yeah, got him. <laughs> got him. Uh, one of the things is to add automated tests uh, in your smart contract. So a lot of times what you'll end up happening is you're going to write a, a smart contract, let's say a swap pool, and it's going to be safe, and you're going to, um, you're going to think of all the scenarios that, that you want. What you should be doing is you should be adding a few very simple um, automated tests on every build. So that way uh, you add a test case for it. Um, you know, preventing fake tokens from being deposited. So you make a fake token test, and then you make a, maybe, if you can, you make a re-entry attack sort of type of exploit onto your contract to make sure that you're preventing uh, like re-entry attacks on liquidity deposits. And you want to do that automated. So that way, every time you do a build, you redo those tests. So from what I've seen is their smart contract is open source. Um, the exploit is actually not in the code that is published, but what happened is that they probably added some features down the road ad hoc and introduced a bug in the future. So they, they had the bug sort of covered and then they just introduced a new bug with a new feature that probably opened up another exploit. So it's really good to add at least automated tests. So if you were checking a particular bug or particular exploit, you want to test that on every build, uh, current and future. The other things you can do is you can ask for an auditor. It is expensive to get an audit. Uh, that I, I understand. So for some of the um, the smaller protocols, it's much harder to get an audit just because of the cost. Um, you could also ask the the developer community out there to say, "Hey, everybody, hack my contract. I'll give you a hundred EOS if you can hack it." Um, you'd be surprised of how many people would want to you know, white hat hack you uh, if there's a little bounty for it. So that's another option. Um, so hopefully uh, moving forward, um, we start building um, sort of like open source swap contracts that everybody can can copy paste from. So in the Ethereum community, there's a lot of uh, open source swap contracts like Uniswap. And a lot of developers can just take the contract. It's already... You know, bulletproof, audited 10 times, it's replicated 100 times in the ecosystem. Um, so hopefully EOS and the Antelope Grid ecosystem can use uh, reliable, trusted, templated code for swap contracts or lending and <clears throat> stable tokens and such. So, yeah, it's you have to be safe out there and uh, try to use as much security as possible. Yeah, definitely stay safe out there, kids. Um, all right, thanks for the update, Denise. Yeah, you're welcome.
and so there there is good hackers out there so not every person is out to get you there are some people that uh like i said blue dog is mentioning that i hacked box there was a small hack that uh glue glue dog had discovered and he was rewarded with a bounty by the team so there is bounty programs we've paid um you know team members out there that hacked some of our contracts with rewards. So you just have to make sure that if you are operating a DeFi protocol, make sure you get the community to help you as well and, and offer bounty programs or whatnot. Even if it's small, uh, people will, will kind of explore and try to test it out. Um, And hopefully those, uh, those bugs can be uh, found before a malicious, a malicious actor can find it. But uh, yeah, uh, hopefully everybody can stay safe and uh, protect your DeFi protocols. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, moving on to uh, a lighter topic. Um, at this point, I'd like to invite the team from Odysseos to uh, introduce themselves and say hi to the community. Um, so quick disclosure here. Uh, I personally don't know the team. I don't know much about the project. They're new to the EOS community. They want to be the first project to launch an NFT series on the Trust EVM when that goes live. And they reached out asking if uh, they could have a, a slot here in the Fireside to uh, introduce themselves and the project. So we should, we said, um, absolutely, that's what the Fireside is all about. So um, Mr. Blatt is one of the creators of Odyssey EOS. And uh, yeah, welcome uh, to the fireside. Hello, everyone. I'm Mr. Blatt, one of the co-founder of Odysseus. First of all, we would like to thank to the host and all the assistant of the fireside chat for offering us this space where we can share with you our project. Uh, to explain it, we want to divide it into three main points. Be ready in the chat. Uh, my teammate, Mr. Chaotic, will share with you a guide image to follow the presentation. All right, great. Thanks, uh, thanks for coming on. Looking forward to, 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 to learning more. Uh, the first one is related with the vision of creating the first NFT collection of art and luxury in the Trust EBM that is being developed on the EOS blockchain. We have a design team that has created every attribute to the detail of each NFT. We want it to be based on originality, creating everything from zero and offering the best visual quality to our community and future holders. In second point, uh, we have the utility. Consider this as one of the most important points in the success of the project went to the community, will be able to take great value from the NFTs. And on the one hand, we want to offer advantages within the protocol that have been built on Truth EVM. For this, we are preparing great partnerships. And on the other hand, our team is already creating and developing a GameFi open source, which any EOS user will be able to play and have a good time. Ask your reader what if he's a good player. Well, finally, our mission, which is based on the combination of community and technology in order to establish a new standard 
NFT in the NFT ecosystem and to build an above in the best possible way supporting each other. This is all it's and with the, with the help of each one who are here today, we will help EOS to reach a high position in the NFT ecosystem. This great project that aims to bring maximum value to its holders and to the blockchain itself. Thank you very much and we hope you like it and consider being part of it. Uh, to conclude, uh, we want you to be one of the first members in our community. And we have thought to do a dynamic where we will give away a special edition NFT's first aid chat uh, that will be sent to everyone here present when trust uh, allow us to do so. Uh, and the steps to claim it, just to have uh, follow us on Twitter. Mr. Chaotic just send the link through the chat. And the video of our Twitter, you have the link to this group there and open a ticket to be registered. And that's it. Thanks to everyone. And if you have any doubts, you can go to our official Discord channel. And from there, we will respond all your questions. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Thank you for joining. And thanks for that nice presentation. I like it. Um, I did have a, one question I wanted to ask. Um, the team, the team is uh, anonymous, right? Am I am I correct in that? Uh, no, uh, we have a talk with Martin, Veronica, and we are the, uh, the big part of the being adopted. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is that information shared on the Twitter or on, uh, on do you guys have a website? Uh, we will, we will be released in the, in our website. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, thanks for joining us, uh, on the fireside and, um, you can follow Odyssey EOS NFT on Twitter for more information. All right, uh, into some more NFT news. Uh, we've got uh, the next step in the season four, uh, Pomelo season four NFT adventure going on tomorrow. So you'll be able to craft your robot potions for those of you who've gotten your moon rocks, four moon rocks and one grand collectible. And then um, that's, going, uh, that's going to be starting tomorrow morning. And as always, you go to the harvest.pomelo.io page uh, to interact with our NFTs this season. Okay, um, moving on to, let's see here. Do we have a Bishop with us today from EOS Support that can talk to some of the new updates coming to the EOS Support soon? Hi, Stephen. Yeah, right here. Hi, Bishop. So, Welcome to the fireside. Yeah, thanks for having me every time. So, hi everyone. So, I'm Charles Bishop from EU Support. So, again, for those that don't know us, uh, we are a community led nonprofit organization. Uh, EU Support is dedicated to providing support in all its forms to the US community and also well to companies seeking to develop on EOS as well and its upcoming Trust EVM eventually. Uh, we have a website, so with 24 hours a day, seven days a week, free support all EOS users. Uh, we also create guides for them in nine different languages. And well, we always seek to do more to empower our community with accessible information. And uh, first and foremost, 
seamless onboarding for everyone seeking to join the US community. And so many of our members are moderators on social media platforms. They write news articles for us. They organize local meetups and they also eventually start their own US community and projects. Afterwards, well, to allow for better collaboration between all these people, uh, so these projects can then become affiliated with your support. Uh, we have, for example, a live chat widget to their website. So their website and project can also receive help for their EOS users uh, directly from our team. It also enables us to open a direct line of communication with us so to get better help whenever needed. And well, to ensure an accountable funding of these community contributions and for the public goods that power EOS, uh, we developed EOS Respect, as was said uh, earlier in the live stream. So the goal of this is uh, to be a governance layer, as said, and also a funding mechanism for all our ambassadors and the projects also that are affiliated with us eventually. So it's based on EDNOS and its purpose is to distribute pooled funds to those contributing the most uh, to help develop EOS, your support also and our partners. So during the monthly elections, and we had uh, three so far, the last one being last week, was a great <laughs> time as always. And through there, EU support ambassadors meet and present the work they have done over the past month. Uh, or they can also choose to represent the new affiliated project uh, that they want to fund directly or wait until they can uh, distribute the funds through Pomelo. So many of our members of the last elections received uh, funding from EU Respect and they'll be reporting on how the funds will be distributed to the project as they promised or how their own project has been uh, developing over the last month or they can also wait until the next Pomelo season to distribute the funds then. So overall, during the elections, everyone receives funds from the pool. And over the next month, well, they report on the projects using tools that we provide them. So the goal is we provide the tools, everything they need to report on the projects, make sure they're accountable, make sure they have proved to the community uh, the public good they are providing. So after that, so if you're listening to us today, so if you're contributing something to this community on a personal level, so prom promoting EOS, or if you're a project owner as well that wants his organization to become affiliated with your support and uh, join your respect afterwards, so you're highly welcomed. So if you're working on a personal level for EOS, promoting it, or if you want to become affiliated with us, you can reach out to us on yoursupport.io. And at any time, you can join your respect and start uh, participating in the monthly elections. So every month, we do the elections, and every time you have a chance to receive funding for your personal work for years, you have a chance to receive funding for your project. But first and foremost, this is to make sure that we have accountable public goods and projects. So your support has always been keen on providing statistics, um, details, metrics on everything that we do to help the EOS community. After all, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for all the public funding being distributed to us through Pomelo and through funding from the ENF, etc. So it was very important to us to prove that we are accountable, but also make our public goods on EOS accountable as well. So EOS Respect is a great opportunity to do just that. And the great news I had to share today was on how it's been developing and how also the EU support platform in and of itself has been developing so far and what our plans going forward are. So I've done an interview with Nova Crypto. So thanks to him, by the way, for organizing this. You can find much more information on the interview I had with him. But this is to do a quick summary for all of you. 
here in this committee. So regarding EU's respect, uh, we are going to add many features to the EDNOS-based uh, platform that it is. So it's going to evolve even further than what EDNOS originally was. So we have a treasury that has been refund receiving donations for to run EOS Respect. Uh, we are planning to strategically increase this treasury by continuing to recruit those producing value for EOS into EOS Respect. So these in turn, through the elections, will receive funds and serve as project managers to help the EOS ecosystem. So there's a lot being built for the EOS Respect platform. And uh, we hope they will become one of the most useful applications on EOS to promote responsible and accountable funding for EOS. It's something that was discussed in Spice chat, something that we greatly need. So we're experimenting, <laughs> making sure that it's the best platform possible. And uh, we hope to see it rise and progress even further. Uh, We'll see in the end how that helps. But so far, we had three elections. Many people have received funding. Uh, they have uh, put on our tools uh, how the project has been going. And so far, it's been a great proof of work for accountable funding. So we'll see how that develops going up forwards. And that's on the EOS Respect side. After that, we have uh, some news to share for all of you regarding EOS support platform. And uh, the way it was uh, initially designed when it was launched after the first Elidian elections. It was a very crude version of what it was envisioned to be. And now we are very close to having a new support platform point two that uh, really encompasses everything that your support can provide to the S community. And so first we are finishing, well, the invoice gift shop session. So we are going to have a gift shop. So I want to buy some EOS merchandise. It's something that the community have always wanted to have in a simple form. And your support has dedicated itself to having a, a gift shop for everyone to come and enjoy some EOS merchandise. Also give more funding to our public good and enable us to grow even more. So I, that in and of itself would be a great addition to the website. We're also planning to add many on-chain features so making sure that everything is as transparent as it can be on the website as well, thanks to uh, having on-chain features from EOS on it directly. Uh, we are also finishing the port functionality. So for those of you that don't know, it's a contribution made by Luca Peric, uh, made to validate passports we are on EOS. So it's going to be very useful to us to make uh, it um, to onboard more easily, making sure people are... Uh, transparent about who they are on the support platform as they join us. We're also finishing our custom API and doing research and development for our KYC module that's going to be incorporated with Port as well. And overall, so these are the current, current things that we're working on, but overall we have already made 34 big milestones that are encompasses everything that the support website will be. So we have the smart contracts, we have a new ticket system for our website. We have a multilingual translation functionality that is going to help us a lot. Uh, we have also, as I said previously, a DApp rating tool that we have been developing for a long time now, making sure that it's very easy on our website to see all the decentralized applications on EOS, but also to rate them, make sure the best ones are sold out. And uh, we also have a roadmap, backend and frontend functionality also planned. So uh, seeing in one place, everything that is being worked on for years. 
Uh, it's going to be very useful, I think, for everyone to discover very easily uh, what is planned for the EOS network. That's something many people ask all the time. How is EOS uh, going to move forward? Well, what is What can we expect of EOS? So your support decided to do that to make sure that the people we onboard have easy access to every information available on what's the future of EOS. And after that, we have also a poll and voting functionality for our members. So members within your support will be able to have polling and voting features accessible to them. We have a new donations tool, a news page also that we are going to have. We have been making great articles. Uh, from Marcus from EOS Support, but also from uh, Marco from EOS Writer. I've been doing great articles that we have uh, created illustrations for uh, in the recent weeks, and we are going to, are going to have a news page to display them all. Uh, everyone joining EOS Support on our website will have their own account if they decide to create one with their own dashboard and account section. So everyone will be able to have those to explore the EOS Support website. Uh, validate the passport with sport, etc. So overall, these are the 34 big milestones that we have accomplished so far for our website. It's going to come very soon now, we hope, so you can all enjoy everything that it has to offer. Uh, we also plan to have community hubs on our website. So that means uh, we have many use different, different use communities worldwide. Uh, our goal with community hubs on our website was to make it available to them as a way to post content and media in a centralized place within our website for their community. So that's to make sure that community members uh, from different languages, etc., can gather on our website. And also that will enable them not to spend funds developing their own community website for their own languages or communities on EOS, for EOS. So that's a way for them to not spend funds unnecessarily if they decide not to they can directly come onto our website and there they have their own community hub for their community and languages to gather around eos in their own language and community so sharing content information etc overall i think i'm not missing anything <laughs> that was mainly everything that we have been working on for the new eos support platform and eos respect so again well thank you all for listening and uh, well, very passionate about this. <laughs> We've been working on it for a long time. And uh, well, everything we do is for this community and giving it the tools, even more tools and features to evolve further, having an even easier onboarding, uh, information accessible, and everything is very important to us. So, again, thank you all. It's a yeah, baby, yeah. <laughs> thank you. And thank Absolutely. you, Bishop. Yeah, absolutely, Bishop. That's a uh... Great update. Seems like there is a lot going on uh, over at EOS Support. Um, I'm personally excited to see what kind of auditing you guys will be able to do for Pomelo grants, because uh, that's something that the community has been asking for. It's something that I've personally been looking forward to, and um, yeah, we've been kind of waiting for a community for, for for a group in the community to uh, take charge on, on that front. So, Absolutely. I'm personally very excited about that. We have EOS Respect, so that's a way to have community-picked projects on EOS, thanks to Fractal Democracy. Uh, projects join, we can eventually sort out very easily which are the most respected ones. Uh, every project on EOS Respect is accountable for the promises they make, for all the funds they distribute. 
So one of the great things about the new collections on Pomelo will be us being able to, through UseRespect, propose a collection of all our projects listed on UseRespect that have been already proved to be accountable for their funds, for all the promises that they made. So we'll be sure to make that a new uh, collection made just for UseRespect. So as a way to, for everyone to access it more easily through Pomelo. That's great. Yeah, fantastic idea. Looking forward to it. All right. Thanks, Bishop, for joining once again. Well, thanks, Stefan. All right. Next up, I'd like to invite Chris back on stage to talk to us about the Helios Q3 report and maybe some hackathon updates as well. Yeah, thanks, Stefan. Um, so let's see. Let's uh, Q3 report Helios. It is out. You can get at, at our blog. We've got quite a bit up there, uh, heliosrising.com in the blog section. Quite a few there, in fact, and not and more than just stuff like this Q3 report, but a lot of the uh, EVM X Ideathon, we've got a suite of blogs there as well that recap uh, a lot of the event, plus some of the uh, conversations that have been going on with the live streams and all of that has been summarized there. So encourage folks to head over. Our Q3 report is just a, a kind of a summary of what we've been up to for the past quarter, what we're seeing in the ecosystem at large. And um, so there's quite a bit there about uh, what our mission, what we're trying to do. Generally, we're still trying to focus on uh, network outreach. So kind of trying to get beyond our bubble. That is the, uh, the, the sort of EOS antelope uh, ecosystem and trying to see if we can create content that will draw in other people. It's very difficult, as everyone knows. Uh, there is no silver bullet on trying to achieve that, but it is something that we are very mindful of and trying to make happen um, gradually. And uh, yeah, so uh, other than that, there's um, just some updates on the incubator program that's still ongoing and any project that's looking for support, there's a link you can apply and be part of our incubator, which we're about to start our sixth wave of that. And uh, so then we'll be taking applicants for the seventh wave. Um, one of the really cool things that we noticed about kind of Q4 and beyond that I think all of us here are quite excited about, and it's just this continued work of the Antelope Coalition. And really what stood out to us uh, was uh, the IBC piece coming. Uh, there was a tweet from uh, Guillaume or, or Gnome from the UX network and EOS Titan about uh, talking with one of the uh, lead devs from the Cosmos IBC ecosystem. So this idea that once inter-blockchain communication becomes something that's uh, native within Antelope chains, it won't, it'll be actually, it'll expand beyond that. And if we can have the same technology being useful and integrated with those outside of our bubble, so to speak, that's, I think, really something that uh, is quite exciting. It's probably the next, it's where crypto is going to go. I think we all mostly, well, maybe there's a few maxis still here, but I think many of us who've been around a while recognize that there isn't going to be just one chain to rule them all. It's about an ecosystem. And in the end, that's it's about working together and collaborating and recognizing that uh, there's this great analogy, like who, who the enemy really is. There's this really good meme of two antelopes, basically, actually, probably not the right, is it antelopes? Maybe they're gazelles. I'll say they're gazelles, <laughs> not to call them antelopes, but they're basically headbutting two males, like in the, in the, in like the desert, the savannah, going at each other and in the distance a lion is just charging at both of them so it's like they're, they're too busy fighting with each other to recognize who the enemy really is and i think we see a lot of that in the crypto space 
where sometimes we we fight amongst ourselves in these different crypto communities, recognizing that really the true enemy are the the central bankers and those who are the middlemen in all of our interactions that take a cut of what we try to do. So if we uh, if we could kind of band together, I think we'd all be collectively better off. So anyway, that was uh, that's in the report. So, and there's some statistics there about our uh, uh, performance in terms of social and the content types and all of that, all the interviews we do. And so, yeah, that's that. Um, now, okay, EVMX Ideathon, it is getting down to the wire. Uh, I hope everyone who's working on a project is working on getting it submitted. There is a lot of opportunity to win some funding because even though we have over 540 individual applicants like or, or registrants i should say not applicants registrants we have not received that many project submissions and i get that uh you know procrastinators are very pervasive and <laughs> and uh, my, one of my favorite t-shirts says uh, procrastinators unite tomorrow so uh you know we need to get off get off our asses and submit because really i there's a lot of opportunity and i'll just give some alpha to those who are listening if you have a DeFi ID, ironically, the least submissions we have is to DeFi out of the five uh, Ideathon categories, which are DeFi, GameFi, Gov3, Social Good, and Web3. DeFi has the fewest. And I'm wondering if because a lot of folks have more sort of proprietary concerns, or maybe because DeFi is just so well, uh, it's well exploited already. Like it's not as new anymore, but they're in terms of maybe like GameFi is still sort of something that's emerging. So we've got a few more there. We've got more for Gov3, more for Social Good, and then the most submissions for Web3. I guess I'll even, I might as well just give out the numbers here just so folks know. Uh, so for DeFi, for the Ideathon, we only have four unique submissions. There's six prizes. So, uh, you know, just throw together what you've got. Not that we want lousy ideas, but an idea is an idea. And there's just like the idea, there's no such thing as a dumb question. I don't think there's necessarily such thing as a intrinsically bad idea, especially in a competition. So I would encourage folks, if you've got an a DeFi thought, throw together a pitch deck. Uh, there's examples there. There's a video that we've got that you can review. Uh, and even if you go to the rules on uh, evmxideathon.devpost.com, in the, the rules there, there is a very kind of summary of what you could add in a pitch deck. And that's just create a deck, vote your idea, record yourself, delivering the deck, submit it, you're done. Um, so we need more there. Uh, GameFi for the Ideathon has six submissions. The Gov3 has nine. Social Good has 11. And Web3 has 15 submissions. So, um, so those who are thinking last minutes, maybe you could tweak your idea to be less Web3, more DeFi. Like, uh, I don't want to like, change how you want to submit but anyway that's what it's looking like and uh, like i say there's six prizes for each category and the top three for each will not be sorted and on november third uh, november 14th pardon me at 1300 utc there will be a live event very much like sharks tank to those who know what that is where we've got five live judges those judges are being dripped out uh, so far we've announced some of them i believe zach gall has been announced so there's zach and matthias are part of the trust evm uh, judging just the two of them. And that's not part of the live event. There's no live judging for the trust EVM submissions. Um, but for the live event, we've got uh, Nathan James has also been revealed and Zach Gall. And I can't recall if today's has been announced yet, but anyway, all three additional judges, there'll be five for that live event will be there. And that should be a fun. So set, set your calendars, November 14th, 1300 UTC. Uh, it'll be on the Helios YouTube channel. 
Um, and then also, of course, there's the trust EVM track. Now there, again, there's a, a lot of opportunity here for projects to submit. We have not reached the cap at all of uh, the potential prizes. There are 21 prizes available. There are not 21 submissions. So uh, you've got a really great chance if you got something. Of course, the barrier there, the barrier to entry is a little higher. You actually have to code something. You've got to have it deployed onto the Trust EVM testnet. So we get that. And it was expected. We expected to get way more IdeaThon submissions, which we have achieved. But uh, again, get off your butts, complete those projects, get them submitted. If you have questions, please reach out. We're here to help. We want to help you, especially across the line, as everything is due by October 31st. So I think it's midday, October 31st. You've got to get it all in. So please do that so you can be entered and potentially win some cash money in the form of EOS. There you go. So for anyone listening, that's heliosrising.com to find out all the information and all the contact info. Um, great update, Chris. Thanks. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully you guys get a flood of procrastinated applications. I think... Uh, I think there's a chance we'll get some for sure. And uh, yeah, good job overall with uh, with everything so far. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Oh, apologies for the echo. All right, looks like we're pretty much through. What else do we have here? <clears throat> uh, Chintai, yeah, there's some news from Chintai, which again, I wish we could get the guys from Chintai to come on the far side, uh, but uh, since they're in Singapore, it doesn't really work out. Maybe I'll get them to record an audio clip for us, a little something so we can hear from them. Um, but uh, just real quickly here, I'll share this article. And uh, yes, Chintai was awarded a recognized market operator license from the Monetary Authority of Singapore. And that follows their earlier license for capital market services that they got in August. So now Chintai can support their clients by providing a marketplace for regulated digital securities, providing a one-stop solution for issuance, listing, trading of equities, bonds, real estate, other financial products. Chintai offers a regulated blockchain platform as a service model uh, that um, hopes to expand <clears throat> excuse me, access to capital, especially for companies looking to develop innovative digital asset products to disrupt the market. So that's really cool. I wish they were on here. I've got a bunch of questions for them. Last time I checked, they were still hashing their private chain to EOS. So they are using the EOS Layer 1 smart contract platform as their ultimate kind of reference for truth. Well, actually, at least the last update I got, that was the case. I'd love to uh, love to uh, get them on and, and have them talk more about uh, their platform and how it interacts with EOS. If you guys know the guys at Chintai, maybe send them a message, tell them we're waiting for them on the fireside. All right, that kind of wraps up the topics I had lined up. If uh, at this point, and if any of you guys want to jump on, say hi, ask a question, share an update, now's the time to do it. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. Yes, can you hear me? Yes. Jackbytes. Yes, hi. Yeah, Jackbytes here. Very, very glad to be here. I just wanted to introduce myself and... Um, 
tell everybody that I'm really happy to be seeing you all participating. Uh, this is very exciting. This is my first time speaking. And I um, uh, wanted to uh, put a little heads up that uh, we are going to be, we are working uh, very um, strongly on our on our uh, submission for the ideathon, the King Antelope. So watch out for that one. We probably will be um, putting it up today. Um, not because we want to procrastinate, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's work in development. So uh, we just wanted to make sure. Um, other than that, congratulations to everybody that come to these fireside chats. I, I do congratulate to all of you guys who are managing this this firesides. I, I think it's uh, wonderful and it gives the opportunity to all of us to learn what's going on in the EOS community, something we'd never had in, in you know, like just last year and, and before. And uh, I'm uh, very <clears throat> excited and um, pleased to be participating here. Thank you. Awesome. Well, um, tell us a bit more about who it is you're referencing when you say we, and maybe tell us a bit about uh, the submission, if, if you can, if it's not still uh, in stealth mode, maybe. Well, uh, yeah, I could probably give a teaser. Uh, we, I say, is uh, a very small team of us here in, in, uh, in the works of... Uh, probably engage in a bigger team, which uh, may not be possible to Gone. Jack Bites is gone, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, he's back. Applause for Jack. Hello. I'm sorry this uh, computer snaps. No worries. Um, Welcome back. Um, so I was I saying that we back. are in the uh, <clears throat> negotiation with uh, a big team, technical team. We are not techies, we do not code. Uh, you know, we are in the finance field and we develop systems and, and we like to do that. And this King Antelope, I think, has an opportunity to present itself for the community. And uh, a teaser uh, would be that the application is actually going to activate participation inside the EOS community and inside the blockchains that are going to be um, participating in the Antelope protocol. And, and it's, it's something that I see it lacks the community. Um, it's just going to be, I mean, it, I think it falls into the category of, uh, you know, governor, governance, uh, a little bit of DeFi, um, and all of that, but we're going to be putting it on to under Web3, which I think, according to Barnes, is uh, most of the, the submissions are going to be. Um, anyways, this is a great opportunity for us to let uh, the community know about it. We are, uh, whether we get any um, money out of it in the uh, ideathon, it really doesn't matter. We want to develop this and we are going to go forward. Uh, seeking, seeking for funding, um, obviously, you know, that's the baseline. Okay, great. Um, keeping the suspense a bit, I understand. Yep. Taking, taking notes from Eve, 
making announcements without telling us anything. But no, I'm just kidding. Appreciate appreciate <laughs> you coming on. Um, are you planning on applying to Pomelo? Is the project you're working, can that be a public good of some sort? Well, I uh, definitely think this might be is, um, but I don't know, some of the building blocks I think will be uh, definitely for season four. We are going to be engaging with you guys on Pomelo to find out where and what part of our application can be, um, <clears throat> you know, deployed or perfect. Uh, ask for funding on Pomelo. Perfect. Yeah, so you can uh, join the Pomelo channel here on Discord. There's also an active Pomelo Telegram group. Um, feel very free to ask your questions in there. Sometimes the community helps out. Me and Daniel are out there as well, answering uh, as many questions as we can. Um, try to get your application ready ahead of time. You don't need to wait for submissions to be open, to write a draft, to maybe send us a draft. Hey, what do you think about this? Um, a oh, lot of times... All right. Uh, yeah, for okay. sure. We we um, because when applications open, we get a flood of applications, and then we get all this work that needs to be done in a short amount of time. So, if we can spread it out a bit, get a bit, get some, start some conversations a bit earlier on, uh, you know, a week or two before those applications open, um, we're very very happy to do that. Great. And as soon as uh, we're finished with the submission, maybe we can just uh, go ahead uh, and send you guys the summary of the application and and we can start the talkings. Exactly. And um, once you do submit your application to Pomelo Season 4, once it's approved, then you can apply for the pitch sessions, which we're hosting, which we give five minutes to every project who wants to come on for pitch sessions, kind of give them uh, a platform to share what their project is all about, try to get some uh, some donations for, for their public good. That is very, very interesting. We, um, I'm thinking that uh, uh, <clears throat> I need to engage EOS support, the bees, um, anything that is going to help us promote the idea so people understand what it is about and how it can benefit the community, uh, the better, right? Absolutely. And, you know, as a EOS community member myself, the more I see projects get involved with the pitch sessions, using the bees, you know, getting involved with all these organizations that are not present in the EOS community. Well, that definitely increases, you know, the likelihood that I'll donate to, to such a project. So sounds like you guys um, are on the right track. Looking forward to see, uh, yeah, to learn more. Thanks. Thank you. And thanks for coming on the Fireside today, Jack Bites. Hope to see you again uh, on future Firesides. Yes, definitely. Great. Hey, guys. Jesse with the bees here. Hey, Jesse. Hey, thanks, Jack Bites, for the, for the mention. Um, I wanted to give an update on our subsidized swarm campaign um, that we're able to do because of Palmelo. We're in our, so I originally wrote in the article that we had to evaluate things after four weeks. And so this is our, we're on our fifth week now. And so it's been four weeks. And there are some uh, decisions that we could make or we can leave it the same. Wanted to maybe get some community feedback on this. So I'll just set it up. Um, so theoretically, we could offer more swarms per week and have it like last, um, have the duration less. 
So there's 12 weeks right now. And the 12th week would correspond to the last week that donations would be open in Pomelo season four. The demand has been interesting. It's been different. Um, so the first couple of weeks, people were learning about it and the, the, the demand was a little slower. And then week three and week four, the demand is very high. And just to give um, some like a number, last week we had 12 requests and we were only able to fill seven of them because that was the stipulations in, in the grants. So we have seven swarms that were um, subsidizing per week. And what's happening is just interesting this week because like we had to turn five people away last week. And now it's like, so the demand is like a little slower this week. So, um, and, and people are realized like the last couple of weeks, there's like, okay, like it's, it, they're going quickly. So let me just like take my foot off the pedal a little bit. And so now kind of everyone's doing that. And so this is also just a, a notice that there's, uh, um, four left for this week that um, could be claimed, and so yeah, um, I will. Let me put this. I have it in the chat here. The if you don't know what a swarm is, oh, I don't have it pasted anymore. Um, for for anyone new, a swarm is we have a group of influencers from big to small, um, real humans, um, no bots that engage on a tweet simultaneously. And that creates explosive effects on these uh, social media algorithms. We're just on Twitter for now. And so I think, um, I think that we should leave it the same because um, I don't think it'd be a good idea to like uh, offer eight or nine per week and take from the Pomelo weeks. Um, I feel like people are going to want to be swarming during Pomelo. So um, I'm pretty sure we'll like keep it the same. And uh yeah, I appreciate everyone uh, participating. We're we're super um, happy to be able to help promote uh, other EOS projects. It's been going really well, and so yeah, just to notice, guys, that there's some swarms available this week. Yeah, I think Jesse, you, your <clears throat> your idea of this um, uh, promoting and subsidizing these tweets, I think, is phenomenal, and I think it it. Uh, helps new projects, helps new names, new ideas to come out, even if it's for a week, you know, even if it's for one day. Um, the power of uh, multiplication, it's, it's incredible. So uh, kudos for you. This is a great project. I really don't know how it works. <laughs> I'm I was trying to, to find out what is behind that, but uh, however you do it, I think it's great. Absolutely, Jack, Nova Crypto here. I just want to tell you, you can go into the video that we made, Jesse and me, about the EOS B swarms, the recent update, how it works in a nice video, well-crafted. Thank you, Jesse, for that. And we have put into the video description links about EOS B swarms. I just posted now the subsided, subsidized swarms and that's totally oriented web 3.0 and that will use the, the 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 latest platform that we have on web 3 and also the legacy platform on web 2.0 so shout out for that Jesse and i encourage everyone to see this uh, video of the last uh, antelope swiss workshop number 16 thank you 
Thanks, Patrick. Um, Jack, I also, uh, uh, in the chat, there's a, a Telegram bot. So all you have to do is click that link to the Telegram bot. You press start at the bottom or tap start, and you'll put the tweet link and what you're naming this swarm. And the only thing you got to keep in mind is that the tweet must have hashtag EOS and hashtag or money sign EOS. And um, the hours of operation are between 13 and 23 UTC. And try your best to post the tweet. Um, like if you post the tweet at time zero, try to um, act, um, request the swarm soon after you post that tweet. Great, thank you. Yeah, I just want to say if we are each of us using the the outreach mechanism delivered by EOSB swarms, and we do pomelo swarms for 150 bees that will retweet the tweet, and there are the full swarms, it's about 250 uh, bees. Personally, I, I use that now every time I am doing a workshop, I am doing swarms and i announce here there will be for pomelo season four a mine web collections mind map with all the collection that the ogs of the or anyone on pomelo has made collection you will be able to send your collection link to the mine web mind map and this mind web mind map will be updated and then swarmed with uh, Jesse Jaffe, I have uh, giving some funds to uh, EOSBs in order that we can do every, I will do six swarm in total for the collections on Pomelo season four with MindWeb uh, mind map always updated. And that's a, that will do a nice uh, awareness, raise awareness for Pomelo. And that will also raise awareness for all the great projects that we have selected on Pomelo. So that's the, the plan for Pomelo Season 4 for myself with MindWeb.io. I will do a pitch soon and explain what are the other plans that I have, and I will deliver. Thank you. Yeah, baby! <laughs> <laughs> Go EOS bees. Trimbot in the uh, in the comment section here saying, is there a way to increase the quality of the comments left by the bees? Perhaps payment amount considers quality of content to incentivize deeper comments. Yeah, that's definitely also something that I've heard uh, internally in, in our team here when we that's been brought up. Some of the comments are kind of kind of makes it look like it's just generic comments. Uh, so I'm wondering, Jesse, what yeah, is there already incentive for people to leave comments? Uh, how does and how does that work exactly? Hey, Trimbot. Yeah, thanks for the question. We're trying to solve this with making it um, simple. So first, we wanted to. We first we tried to tell the bees that um, yes, you can get uh, compensated for comments, but they have to be good comments. But what is good like? It's too subjective um, and it just didn't work. And so what we're trying now is 
we want to give the bees memes and then just give them hashtags and cash tags put in the comment. So they've just put a picture, they put a, some hashtags and cash tags, because that will directly help with the uh, Lunar Crush stats, the social media um, listening tools. And so um, we want to we want to be kind of as objective as possible here. And yes, we're also thinking of now that like we started this in July. And so we've got a few months under our belt now and we kind of know like which bees are capable of writing good comments. And we're talking with them to have a special deal with them where they can um, better express themselves and get compensated for that. So, yes, we, we do recognize that this is not the greatest part of the swarm and we're working towards making it better. I just I want just to mention see the latest tweets of this last Saturday and Sunday, two swarms in a row uh, on twenty four hours each, and you see how many influencers have retweet about the Antelope Swiss workshop. For example, we have Google Mechanics thirteen thousand subscribers on Twitter by Google Mechanics, Google Research. They have paid attention to Antelope. They are also other influencers. There is not only the the bees themselves that retweet the tweets, there are also the influencer into the into the package. So that's that's nice to see. Uh, I was analyzing the, 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 the tweets and see the the results. And by the way, there is a cockpit for um, for uh, EOS bees coming in a couple of days, where we will have the the metrics about the 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 the, the streets, the campaign into a nice cockpit. I'm very happy to to share that with Jesse soon, and that will be uh, public for everyone to see. All right, thank you, Patrick, for sharing. Um, Jack Bites, if you're still around, I'm, I'm wondering uh, where you and your team are from, if that's something that you're willing to share. Always love hearing where people in the EOS community are located all over the world. Yep, we are in the most regulated place in the world. We are in the United States, and we are located in the most beautiful state of the States, which is Florida. And we just got hit by the most powerful hurricane called Ian. <laughs> so you know where we are. All right, cool. Thanks. Uh, thanks for sharing. And good luck with the uh, with the hurricane fallout. Hope it's not too bad for you and your family. God bless you. Thank you all. It wasn't. Uh, uh, too bad farther in the state, but uh, the houses and the businesses right on the beach um, for about 40, 50 miles were really affected badly. Mm. Yeah, sad to hear. All right, we're coming up on two hours soon. Uh, last call if anyone wants to jump on, share some thoughts, ask a question. This is it, last call.
we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Thanks for staying till the end. And um, hope you guys and gals have a good evening uh, and a good rest of the week. And we'll be back next week. All right. Bye, everyone. And let's go EOS. Go EOS. Three, two, one, zero. Go EOS. I love EOS. I love EOS. I love EOS.